You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 22. Yeah, we're about to do this here podcast. It's a pretty good one. I think you'll like it. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening, well, thanks for coming over and welcome. And if you're coming back, thanks for coming on back. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes, subscribe there so you get the content each week as it comes out. Also, write and leave a review there for me. It's very encouraging for me. Really helps a ton with other youth pastors and youth workers being able to find the podcast. Favors really heavily in the iTunes ranking, just to be really honest, and uh, helps us be found, man. If nobody can see me, nobody can listen. So if you're enjoying it, you think it's helpful, uh, write and leave a review and share it with somebody that you know, recommend it to them. I would greatly appreciate that. Of course, you can always check out thelongerhall.com there for more helpful resources for you to survive and thrive in your ministry. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Jody Livingston, that's J-O-D-Y, and of course over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All of the links and resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes at thelongerhall.com slash episode 022. That's thelongerhall.com slash episode Zero two two. Fantastic interview today. Super excited for you to hear it. Really, really neat stuff that I think you'll want to consider launching and uh, trying, participating in, in your ministry at your church for sure. So as always, too, will be some uh, resources mentioned at the end of the podcast for you. So you want to stick around for that. Make sure you catch those at the end. Before we jump into today's podcast, I want to thank today's sponsor, which is audible.com. I've talked about this for quite some time now. I love audible.com. This is not just something I'm trying to push and promote to you uh, just because it it really is a great resource for me, something I use a ton, especially in the summer months like now where I'm traveling a lot on buses or planes uh, or just have a little more downtime or I find myself in my car a lot more. I find I can get a lot more reading done by listening to the books, even though it's kind of cheating. It works great for me, uh, especially uh, with a book like uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer biography that I just listened to. It was a gajillion hours, a lot of German names I can't pronounce anyway, and so Audible.com was great. And right now, I'm really, really enjoying Creature of the Word by Matt Chandler, which is a great, phenomenal book. Man, I would highly recommend it to you. Really good on Audible as well. So head over to Audible and uh, get your free trial there for listeners of Longer Hall. They're offering a free month. Uh, first free month there to you to try it out, to see if you like it. And it also comes with one free download of any book in the store. So you can grab Creature of the Word and listen to that along with me, or you can check out that Dietrich Bonhoeffer biography there. You can head to thelongerhall.com slash audible trial. That's thelongerhall.com slash audible trial to grab your free month and your free download. Hey, with all that said, we'll jump in here to today's interview. Man, just phenomenal. You're going to love it. So, so Good. So here we go. Well, all right. I am here with a phenomenal 
a youth ministry veteran of like over 30 years and uh, lots to learn, uh, certainly from today's episode and from today's interview, specifically going to be dealing and talking about uh, just an amazing resource for you and, and uh, just a really cool ministry called the Pray For Me campaign that has really been birthed out of a desire and a need that is seen to help uh, get adults investing in the lives of students so that they don't fade. And so I'm excited today to have Tony on the show to talk a little bit about that. Um, Tony, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and maybe share a little bit your journey into student ministry thus far, and then we can jump in uh, from there. Absolutely, Jody. Uh, Tony Souter, um, right now, presently the director of the Chattanooga Youth Network, have been actually in Chattanooga serving as the executive director for the last 21 years. And that we're a ministry that serves youth ministry leaders and churches throughout the Chattanooga, North Georgia region, coming alongside of leaders and helping them in their strategic ministry, personal walk with God, and their life, uh, family life type of issues um, and been doing that kind of coaching and supporting for the last 21 years. But I got into youth ministry after I came to know Christ in uh, 1978, came to know Christ right before my senior year in high school. And my teacher, uh, mm-hmm. one of my teachers shared uh, the gospel with me and as a result, uh, wanted to do something for the Lord and and immediately got involved in some camping ministries. There's a lot of residential camps in the eastern North Carolina where I came to know Christ and was able to get involved in some of those immediately. Um, back then, there wasn't a, a lot of uh, churches that had full-time youth pastors or anything like that. So um, we we're just trying to find ways to get involved in ministry to young people from the beginning. Um, one, I didn't know very much at the time, so that was the only place they would let me do ministry. So, you know, <clears throat> But uh, over the years, I was able to serve some churches in eastern North Carolina and Georgia and then landed here in um, Chattanooga. But I uh, went to school at Columbia Bible College and Seminary in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, got my master's there uh, with a degree in Christian education with emphasis in youth ministry and leadership, uh, which back then did not know how well that was going to serve, you know, what I do have done for the last 21 years with youth leaders throughout the Chattanooga, North Georgia regions. But Yeah, that's awesome. I think we all kind of stumble into this. It's funny. <laughs> every, you know, every episode kind of asking folks to kind of share their journey and everyone is unique and how we came and ended up here. And I don't think any of us off the front of it, at least, Saw saw ourselves sitting here uh, doing youth ministry, certainly. So, you know, one of the one of the funny things that before I came here, I was at a church in Atlanta and wanted to be in a church that you know was stable and that you know I was going to this church and I thought, okay, this the pastor's been there fourteen years, the youth pastor was there like eight, and then but then obviously he was gone because I was coming. Um, but right right before I got there. Something happened in the le- happened in the leadership, and four months after I got there, the pastor left. There was a year transition without a pastor. Then we got a new pastor, and then and that didn't really we didn't really line up. And so it was like three and a half years of transition. Yeah. But what I didn't know then is that the God was totally setting me up to do ministry here in Chattanooga because hardly anybody works in a church that is stable. Right. There's, right. There's always movement going on. And so it was, God prepared me in a way that I didn't really desire to be prepared 
but he, he got me, he gave me a different kind of education. Yeah. That's so good. I think, man, that's so good. Everybody wants that stable church. And I think often I see youth pastors and you can tell me you get, you coach a lot of guys as well. I see a lot of youth pastors kind of desiring to leave and look and go to someplace that appears to be stable or what appears to be what they've always wanted only to really get there and find out it's not really a whole lot different than where they left. Well, I think you're right. I think that there's, uh, I try to encourage guys to, if they think that there's time for them to leave, unless they've got real extraordinary clarity from God on that, then I say persevere a little bit longer. Yeah. There's a, there's something about the, the, the whole perseverance factor that God does things in us and in the ministry that we could not have gotten our head or head or heart around if we had to just kind of move to that new place when it, when it didn't seem like it was going to be the ideal place for us where we were. Yeah. Well, you, you know, we read in scripture that perseverance produces character and character hope. And I think, man, I see a lot of youth pastors that, I mean, just honestly, just, just don't have a lot of hope and, I wonder if sometimes without just trying to overanalyze and over spiritualize that and, you know, and rip that from context. But I wonder if sometimes it's because we don't really persevere and, you know, it's easier to skip and leave. And that, I mean, that's my soapbox. That's, that's why the blog exists. That's why the podcast exists. And that's not saying there's not times to leave. I never would say that, you know, in fact, right now, uh, right now on the blog, if, if, you know, if you go to longerhall.com in the sidebar, there's, I'm giving you seven reasons you should leave your, your position right now, but but however, that said, yeah, I think it should never be your first instinct to jump because it's never what you think right. when you get to the other spot. Right. So the Pray For Me campaign, where where did that kind of come from? And how, how long has that been in existence? How about that? Yeah, that's a great question. The It's not been ex- in existence that long. I mean, we actually launched, officially launched uh, January of 2014. So it's okay. been in existence for about 18 months. Um, you know, obviously it, it originated before that because that was the launch date, but, um, it, it kind of was forming in me and the ministry here when we were looking, doing some pretty significant strategic planning, trying to look at, okay, do we want to continue doing the same thing we've been doing for the last 18 years, 19 years? Um, or do we need to do some kind of add something to it to be able to come around the churches and leaders that we're serving better and more effectively? And as we started asking that question and looking at all the research of young people that are disengaging from the church once they graduate, um, we started seeing some common factors. And one of the common factors of those that stay the course connected to the church and flourish in their faith is that they have multiple adult believers that are intentionally investing in their lives. And so, you know, having been in youth ministry a long time, we've always wanted more adults to connect with more teenagers. Um, but we typically go about it the same way. We challenge, coax, shame them yeah. to move in the direction of teenagers. But, and most don't. Some do, though. Um, but we realized we needed to ask that question of how do we get more adults connect with more teenagers more naturally than ever before? And we were pretty relentless on asking that question uh, because it's not, a hard, it's not an easy question to answer because we've been trying to do it for a long time. Um, but it was asking that question that got us to the Pray For Me campaign. And the, the kind of the underpinnings of it is that we decided to come at it just a little bit differently than we've done in the past. Not Instead of asking adults to be the, mo- the primary movers towards students, we s- said we would uh, take the most basic aspect of the Christian life, prayer, 
and make that the catalyst of connection. And but we would start with the students and make have them invite adults to be their prayer champions hmm. for a school year. And because we here's what we knew: we knew that adults cared about the next generation, but they just didn't know how to get there. Right. And we right. knew we know that young people love to be cared for, but they don't know how to get there. And so you got these two groups at, at at two ends of the pendulum, so to speak, but they don't know how to cross the bridge. And so the Pray for Me campaign provides a strategic and natural way of, of connecting those two groups of people. That's so good. Yeah. We uh, right now, it's funny. Um, we have uh, in our student center there is a senior adult class that meets during our second worship service in there. So there's just not enough space for them. So. Our students meet the first hour and then kind of move out. And then those senior adults come in for the second. And amazing, amazing adults for sure. Love Jesus. But it's really funny to watch the transition in between because both both of those groups are totally scared of the other. Right. Uh, I think they they respect each other. Sure. And and you're right. I think they, they both, you know, have that relationship there, but they just don't know how to cross that. That bridge. So, and I love the idea of the student approaching that first. I think and that's so it, good. One of the things in that, Jody, is that we, when we first thought about it, we thought, okay, we don't want to shift the, all the weight from the adult to the student and make it, you know, the, the student actually carry the weight of bridging this this gap between between the two two, two people. So, we make it easy for the students to invite. Um, it's not like we're saying, okay, go find your adults. Um, we make an announcement. You know, if, if a church is launching the Pray For Me campaign, what they do is they say, okay, we're launching the Pray For Me campaign, and I'm making up numbers here. Yeah. We, got, we have 50 students, and so that means we want every one of our young people in our church to have three adults from three different generations to serve as their prayer champions for a school year. So that means we need 150 adults that would be willing to serve as prayer champions for these students. If you're willing to be a prayer champion, sign up on your, in your sign up as a prayer champion in your bulletin or in your Sunday school class or wherever you need to sign up, and then you basically are collecting a pool of people so that the students are actually fishing from a stocked pond. Nice. So it's, it, everybody's a yes. So we let students know you, know, you can. You, when you go in to ask these adults, everybody's a yes. You could do this blindfolded and still come out a winner. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to know the adult. Matter of fact, you're not going to know the adult. Many of these adults. Yeah. Because that's the that's part of the challenge we're trying to overcome. Yeah. And so Steve Parr. I don't know if you're familiar with Steve Parr. Um, he was on the podcast back in episode seven, I believe, and he's just come out with a ton of research on why students are leaving. Uh, or rather, why they're staying, those that are staying, stay. So everybody's talking about why they're leaving. Um, and they've gone and done some research on, okay, those folks that stayed, what was it that you know caused them to stay? Really fascinating, encouraging research. I think that book comes out this fall okay. uh, on that. Um, and, and one of the things that he talked about, and I think I've heard others, it may have been Richard Ross at some point, somebody say, you know, uh, obviously we're seeing more adults in the lives of students is better. That that's I mean that's even biblical shocker but there's no there's not a lot that's being done um, to kind of encourage that I think practically and so I love the fact that this is so intentional on that front I think that's really really helpful um, so the students then would sign up so if you can do this students sign up hey I want to do this and you have adults also that sign up on the other side and then you just connect the two between. Right. Yeah. You'll have a you'll have an event. 
yeah. where the, a launch event, where the, the adults that are going to be willing to be prayer champions are there, the students that are there, and then you'll, you would divide, the way that we've designed it is that you divide the, the adults into three groups, the 20s and 30s, the 40s and 50s, and the 60s and above. And that's, we have three, we asked the, th- the students to get three adults from three different generations, primarily because we want them to get relationship with the spec, the full spectrum of adult population in the church. Yeah. Um, cause our, our tendency is to go to those that are most like us. So they might go up in the twenties and thirties, but there may not be that many twenties and thirties in some churches. And so they, and there's surely not that there's surely not very many vehicles of connecting those relationships anyways. So, they would have three adults from three different generations. You'd separate them 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s and above. And then the students would actually go to each one of those groups and get one adult from each one of those those groups. And that would be their team of prayer champions for the school year. And and how does that how does that look then throughout the school year from that after that initial meeting? Yeah, and that, that looks differently in different churches and and differently with different prayer champions too because you know, some prayer champions are automatically, they'll start writing notes, they'll start emailing, they'll start encouraging, sending texts and so forth to that their student and as well as praying. Um, the other prayer champions are just going to pray and that's one of the things that we do on the front end is we say, all we're asking you to do is pray. Yeah. You know, if you want to connect a little bit more and you, when you see the student in the church, you can connect with them. They want you to because they've already invited you into their lives. Yeah. But we're not asking you to go to their games. We're not asking you to take them out for a Coke. Now, the reason why we say it that way, obviously, we ultimately we want that to happen. Um, but we're not asking that to happen because that's those are mentor-like activities, and that's too big of a step for those adult, m- most of adults. That's why they haven't gotten involved for, to begin with. But praying is something they can do that feels safe, that I can do this, I can be this for that student. But, um, but as they pray, what happens is their heart gets bigger for the student and gets bigger towards God. And then they start moving towards that student and finding out, what other ways can I pray for you? Um, how, you know, what's going on in your week? And then they will go to their games maybe and go to their presentations. I mean, I had a 70, probably 72-year-old man come up to me a while back and say, hey, Tony, I just want you to know, my student had a presentation, and so my wife and I went to his presentation. He did a great job. Now, the prayer champion thought he was just telling me how well the student did. Yeah. What he was really telling me is this works. <laughs> yeah, right. Because um, he didn't even know that student two months before that. Hmm. So what happens is he starts praying for the student, and his heart gets is going out to that person he's caring for in prayer. And as a result, you know, when he finds out that he has a presentation— he and his wife take time out of their schedules to go and do the mentor-like activity of going and supporting him when he does his presentation. Wow. So does the student then, are they writing down certain things to pray for off the front? Yeah, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great question. Um, there's several things, several things that, that are to answer that question. And when we knew that um, typically, if you came up to a student and said, hey, how can I be praying for you? They're going to answer that question. One is they'd probably be intimidated by the question, and they're not going to know how to answer it. But they're going to go to one of three areas. If they know you really, really well they may, and they like you, they may talk about their associations or relationships. Um, but most likely, they're going to say, I've got a test coming up. It's going to be in academics or athletics. I've got a game coming up, or I've got a test coming up. And 
those are the areas that they're going to say, hey, you can pray for my test or my athletic event this weekend or whatever. Um, and we knew that. And we also knew that the adults, if they didn't have a structured way of pulling off their prayer commitment for the student, then they would fade like a New Year's resolution. Yeah. So what we did is that um, we actually wrote a prayer guide that helps the adults pray scripture over the students in seven essential categories. Nice. Now, um, for us, for me, it, it was essential that it, that the focus would be scripture and trying to help help the adults learn how to pray scripture for students, but through the lens of what I, what I call the seven essential categories. And the, those, those categories come from two passages of scripture. Luke 2.52, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. Now, I, I joke that you know, everybody grows in stature except for me, and so that, <laughs> that's not really an essential. So, the, so wisdom and favor are the two essentials out of that um, passage. And then the other five come from 1 Timothy 4.12. Uh, don't let anybody look down on your youth, but in your speech, conduct, faith, and purity, set an example for the believers. And so those are the seven essential categories. And basically in the, the prayer guide, I've found passages that correlate with those categories and I have the passage there, and I've turned that passage into prayer for the, the next generation. And so, so the prayer guide helps the adults to pray important things for the student, not just about athletics and academics and, and, and associations or relationships, which those are important too, but these are about the core of who they are. Um, and so that the adult is praying things that really, really matter on who that young person becomes. Yeah, I like that. It's so it's well, it's deeper, right? And I think we look in Ephesians three, right? And he says, "For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father," right? And and he goes into this beautiful prayer for the church at Ephesus there and those believers that they would know the height and the depth and the breadth and the length and the power of the resurrection and all of these things that flow out of those prayers that we see. And we see those in Ephesians, we see those in Galatians, even, you know, and, and I think um, to help adults even learn to pray those things beyond even the student, um, kind of part of that equation is so important because, I mean, look, adults don't know how to pray either. You know, we, we're doing the same thing. We, you know, give us this day our daily bread, you know, that's, I mean, it's, right, right. we're praying for the same thing. We're praying over, you know, our jobs and we're praying over our finances and our family and, and not that those things aren't important, but rarely is there kind of a gospel emphasis that undergirds those prayers. And so I love the idea of having the prayer guide to kind of broaden and deepen the scope of those. And I think all those other things are encompassed in that, you know, right as well. They are. And one of the things that's been so, so very encouraging is that, I mean, whenever you write something, um, you realize that you're putting yourself out there in a, in a different way. And so um, as we launched the Pray For Me campaign and the prayer guide, and we had we launched it in our, my home church, and I have people that in my home church that from that are, that are I would say, are younger believers, and then those that have you know, taught citywide you know, Bible studies for women throughout this, this, the region, um, coming up to me and saying, yeah, Tony, I just keep adding new people to my prayer guide. Thank you so much for the prayer guide, and which is really, really encouraging. And actually, all the prayers in the prayer guide are written in plural form because what we realize is that if I'm praying these kind of important things for Aaron, who's my student that I'm praying for this year, um, 
I'm still going to pray for my daughters too. Right. So yeah. I'll, I'm not going to leave my daughters out or I'll realize, you know, I need to pray for my nephews or my nieces or, you know, these, there's going to be other people that I'm going to add in there. And so what we're finding all the time is prayer champions are saying, hey, I'm glad you wrote it in pr- plural form because what we do is we, I keep adding more people in as I'm praying these prayers for my student, but also these other people. Yeah, that's good. How long did it take you to write? I mean, before the launch, how long was this kind of in the works? Yeah, it was, it was in the works the whole full, – a full year before, yeah. before it actually launched. Um, that we were in the midst of it. But because you know, some of that time was just look, doing the research and realizing, okay, this is coming to the forefront of a need. How do we address this need? And, and there's been things that have been working in me. Like in the book, there's, there's th- the seven essentials are, are key factors that I've been kind of hovering over for some time before the book was even a reality. Yeah. And then um, another aspect is what I call the see, save, or share discipleship process, which is basically um, helping a young people or adults, whoever, um, to see the greatness of God in Scripture, life, and creation, and savor that for all it's worth, and then share it. And that's a, the cycle of kind of a discipleship cycle that I'm, I'm seeing in my own life that, um, that helping that we kind of introduce it in the prayer guide um, to be able to help young people and adults to start seeing, okay, where am I seeing the greatness of God in this passage? And how can I hover over that more in prayer? And then what aspect do I need to share with my student or someone else? Um, and that, just a sidebar on that, Jody, that whole piece, the see, save, or share comes from, uh, I, by the way, I love your title, The Longer Hall. Um, and the, in my marriage, I've been married almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in October. Um, 20 years of our marriage, my wife has had severe debilitating headaches that we've seen probably 50-plus doctors and multiple surgeries trying to solve this. And now it's just it's not gotten better. It's gotten worse. She hasn't driven in the last probably eight years. Hmm. And so we actually had to move so we could be more centralized to be able to pull that off. But I met the C-Saver Share concept, thought, process, discipleship process came directly out of um, realizing the way I've been walking with God before all this hardship wasn't really working. Hmm. And so I needed a way of walking with God that, that was going to be more sustainable in helping me to be able to trust him every day, every moment. And because it's about him and how do I do that in a way that, that encourages me and, and that's deeply embedded in scripture. And so the sea saver share process is that, you know, I'm looking for the greatness of God in scripture, life and creation I'm savoring that for all it's worth, and then I'm sharing that with someone. And if I'm not doing one of those pieces, even if I'm doing the first one and I'm seeing the greatness of God, but I don't savor it, and then I'm not going to share it. And therefore, it kind of I'm not encouraged, and I'm not um, I'm not going to be encouraged to to stay the course and go the longer haul. I'm, I'm and knowing that uh, God may change our circumstances, and He may not change our circumstances, but I still need to. There's nowhere else to go. It's like Peter said, where else am I going to go? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the background of the Sea Saver Share uh, model. But that's that was going on way back in the back, but then realized, okay, that needed to be a core part of how this was structured, the book. I had a, uh, a mentor really early on in my ministry 
just kind of given me some really practical advice. And uh, I remember he said, you know, uh, Satan can't take your ministry, but he will rob you of your joy and you'll gladly give up your ministry. And uh, I think that applies in all areas of life. I've seen that play out in other marriages around me. I've certainly felt that at moments and times in, you know, the last almost 15 years of my marriage as well. And, and I see it in ministry so much. It's, and it, it you're, you know, it, it's so hard because your job is the Bible. I mean, your job is scripture, right? We're constantly teaching and counseling and pouring and investing in others. And, uh, it's really hard sometimes to back away from that and be able to really focus in on the beauty of the gospel on a personal level. And so I, man, I love that, you know, I love that process and just, uh, Anything that drives us back to the gospel, I'm a fan of. Like, I just love it. And, and so if, if, we can, if we can champion that and circle our lives around that and something that, that kind of systemizes that and, and for us to be able to come back and see the greatness of God in our life and see the greatness of God in our ministries and in our families and, and those around us, and that, that just helps us all the more. Um, you know, if I, can, if I can cherish the gospel in my life to such a level that it overflows from me into my family and into my ministry. I mean, that's just going to, that's what's going to make my ministry successful. Um, And otherwise it's, it's just, it's all just smoke and mirrors, you know? And uh, I got to get, we got to get students to see the greatness of of God in their life, the power of the gospel to restore and clean and make whole and, and find relief in, in, in who Christ is. And, that's that's really hard at times in ministry. There's no doubt. It's a lonely place out front leading. It is. So man, I appreciate you sharing that very much. Okay, this may be a dumb question. I don't know the answer, but just because someone may be thinking this. Um, the Pray For Me campaign, you're obviously based in Chattanooga. Yeah. But it is not necessarily just for folks in Chattanooga, correct? That is absolutely correct. I mean, that's one of the things we saw early on. I mean, obviously we were developing this to, with an eye for serving the churches in our region. Uh, but the more we got into it, the more we realized, okay, we're scratching an itch. It's not just a Chattanooga issue. This is a national issue. And uh, right now there's over 50 churches in seven denominations um, in 17 states wow. that are kind of have launched. And that's, that's only been in the last 18 months. And the first uh, one we've, January 14, when we launched, we really only launched in eight churches to try to see, and those were kind of our test churches. So it was kind of a, a beta test and say, let's, let's do these eight churches, the, ranging from 50 members to 1,500 members, four different denominations, trying to get a sense of, is this, is this doable and does it encourage and, and bless the churches of any size, any denomination? And the answer was yes. And then from there, we, we launched it in you know, 45 or so more churches um, around the country, and it runs typically August. You start we would start this in August. Yeah, it's a, basically a school year kind of approach. Okay, so um, August, summers September. are off. So October, you know, August, September. There's some churches that, depending on their their the start of their school system, you know where how intense things are going on, they may start at the beginning of October. Gotcha. You know, just a church has to look at their, their setup and how that's going to flow in their setting. Um, but it, it's a school year from August or so to May. Summers are off. Um, so that it's not the song that never ends. 
Right. But the other thing is that it allows you to launch again the next year, and you're giving each student every year it gets three new prayer champions. Uh, okay, so they're ask, getting yeah. an ever-widening base of relationships in the body of Christ. So when they step out of yours or my youth ministry, um, they're, step, they're not stepping into a, a black hole of people they don't know. They'll have, they could have up to 21 um, adults if they've done it from 6th grade through 12th. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is that probably three months into it, after we launched the, I mean, it wasn't very, after we launched the first eight churches, I started getting calls from children's ministers and saying, hey, when are you going to do this for children's ministry? We need, I know we need to pray for teenagers, but, but how are we going to start rallying the church body of Christ around children earlier? Um, and so, and I told them, I remember the first couple calls, I said, look, that's not even on my radar. Um, that's not, that's not what my focus, but the more I talked is one, one children's director was very persistent and the more, and she convinced me that, I mean, I was really thinking to do something for young families, um, a prayer guide to help them to come around their kids and stuff like that. But then, but but in January this year, a year later, after the January 14 start, January 15, we launched, um, we, well, you can see this, but um, the uh, children's prayer guide to help adults pray for fifth graders and below. Hmm. Um, the, the first prayer guide is designed to pray for sixth grade and up. And um, so and the, uh, the children's prayer guide actually has a, um, a chapter that I wrote helping adults or either parents or grandparents give blessings to their children or grandchildren because um, that's just played a big role in, in how we've come around our children. Um, yeah. It's pretty uh, giving blessings. I'm totally for. I mean, if you've never, if you don't, if somebody out there doesn't know what I'm talking about, giving blessings to your children, it's it's the biblical practice of the spiritual leader in a family or in church that, that actually conveys um, giving. Uh, praying a blessing over the child or the grandchild. Um, you see it when uh, all throughout the Old Testament um, and in many churches today, the, at the end of the a service, a, a pastor may um, end with a blessing over the congregation. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Um, come new, due to, I mean, numbers, um, there's a primary uh, blessing there. But but it's been a profound, played a profound impact on my daughters and my relationship. I have twin daughters that are 21, and um, just watching how God's used that um, as a, a bonding piece between me and my daughters. So. That's cool. That's so cool. Well, Tony, if folks want to connect with you beyond this, where might they find you out there in the world? Yep, out there in the world. They can find us in two places, um, specifically the PrayForMeCampaign.com, ThePrayForMeCampaign.com. Actually, did I just say that right? I, I think I said that incorrectly. It is not the ThePrayForMeCampaign.com. It's www.PrayForMeCampaign.com. Okay. There's no the. I get mixed up sometimes because um, the, the, the Chattanooga Youth Network um, is theyouthnetwork.org. Gotcha theyouthnetwork.org um, but prayformecampaign.com they can connect with us through that they can follow us on Twitter with PFM campaign um, they can find us on Facebook uh, the Pray For Me campaign um, but uh, love to hear 
any of your your listeners um, what questions they may have about the Pray For Me campaign. Um, very excited about the launch. Um, this there's churches right now is a prime time for churches that are preparing to launch in the fall, and there's plenty of time to launch. Get if you're just hearing about it today, um, there's plenty of time to to get prepared to launch in August or September. Um, uh, the one other thing I want to mention to you, Jody, we are we are finishing this week the the first kind of the proof copy of the the Pray for Me guide prayer guide for students, student edition, um, and that that has I mean we back when we started this that wasn't like on the radar either. It, neither was the children's edition, the student edition wasn't. But what we're finding is that. God is creating these incredible relationships between students and adults, but many times students don't have a real sense of what the adults are praying for them. Hmm. If I come up to you and, hey, Jody, I'm praying for you. I'm praying God's wisdom on your life. Um, this is what I'm praying this week. Um, they don't really have a sense of that. Um, and so coming out of that, we realize we can actually empower students at the most basic aspect of the Christian life and discipleship, prayer, um, by helping them to pray these same kind of things for their peers. Cool. Um, so the student edition will uh, probably be available um, middle of July, middle towards the end of July, but we're doing, we'll have a proof copy that's uh, submitted this, by the end of this week, actually. Very cool. And all that will be available on the website? Yeah, all, all, everything's on the website um, and all the resources. Everything to launch the Pray For Me campaign is on the website. The only thing that costs is the prayer guide, but you can download any kind of posters, um, bulletin inserts, videos to make it. To make it, uh, uh, we've created some pretty s- significant videos and resources to make it easy for a church to launch. Yeah, um, I've seen the videos. They're extremely high quality. They're very good. Very very good. Um, so. Very cool. I'll put links to all that in the show notes so folks can go grab that over there. And then if you have questions uh, for Tony, you can hit him up on any of those places or you can just go and comment there beneath on the show notes page and he'll be checking that out as well. Do you have a resource before you run that you'd shoot out to folks? Yep. I would, I'm going to stick to um, a resource that it's a prayer resource. Um, The it's called the face to face is called face to face by Kenneth Boa, um, and the thing actually it's one of the things that inspired me on and in in my own walk with God that really the pray pray for me prayer guide is kind of modeled after. I mean, he doesn't target it towards the next generation like the prayer guide does, but um, it's a powerful way of of praying scripture in five categories. Um, looking at the attributes of God, looking at the character of God, the works of God, my relationship with God, and my relationship with others. Um, face-to-face. It's actually, there's two of them. There's Face-to-Face Volume 1, um, which is good, but I, I prefer Volume 2 because it's more simplified. I'm a simple guy. I need just five categories, not seven that are more long and, and more drawn out. I, I never get through those. But the the five the five <laughs> yeah. are pretty, pretty pretty powerful. Volume two. Volume two. Cool. Kenneth Boa. I'll stick a link in the show notes for that as well. Man, Tony, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I'm excited about the prayer campaign, man. I would I would love to uh, to hear too from listeners who 
who launched this in the fall and see how how that how it rolls and goes out for you. And you know, I would say, I would think too. And let me ask you this one last question. Uh, most folks are going to hear this obviously when it comes out, but some may find it later on. So if they come and they're they're listening to it like later, say December, January. Is this something that could be launched mid-year and just run for a shorter time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the initial churches that we launched, we launched in January. Gotcha. And they did, basically did it um, through May, and so they'd do it in a shorter time. But then they would come back around and launch again in January, I mean, um, August or September gotcha. and try to get on the school, the, kind of the school calendar approach. Cool. But I uh, said, so, yeah, if, if you found out about it later— um, you know, it, there's churches that found out about it mid spring and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to launch this. And we, even though we know it's not going to happen, we're not going to, we're going to launch it again in the fall, but they went ahead and launched it, um, just cause they wanted to rally the, the, the adults around the, the kids already. So yeah. they didn't waste any time. So cool. Well, thanks Tony, man. Thanks for your time and for coming on and, uh, thanks for the work you're doing for sure. Absolutely. Thank you for your work. All right. Thanks Tony. And there you have it. And great interview. I love, love, love Tony's heart for students and his heart for connecting the generations. So, so important. We mentioned there in the episode, in the interview, the episode seven with Steve Parr. Man, I feel like I keep mentioning this this episode over and over and over in these interviews. And so important. If you've not listened to that episode, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode seven with Steve Parr. And again, the last I've heard on that, I've had a couple of folks ask, the book should come out this fall. Uh, so I'm going to try to connect with Steve and see when, if he has a more specific date on that for that research. But again, why people who stay are staying in church and certainly having adults connected to them is a huge, huge part of that. And the Pray For Me campaign is a very practical way to do that. And what I love about it is that it's not just focused on the students, um, and it's not just focused on the adults, but I think both the adult and the student grow through that, and just a really practical, easy, easy thing for any ministry, regardless of where you are, to be able to connect your adults and your students together. And so I hope you'll check out PrayForMeCampaign.com and uh, just give it a try. And if you do, man, let me know. I would love to know how that goes for you in your church and kind of see how that plays out and stay in touch on that. And let me know uh, what's going on. Tony's a great, great guy. Reach out to him for sure. I'm sure he'll be more than willing to help you out in any way you can. And you can head over to the show notes page at thelongerhall.com slash episode 022 and leave a comment there. If you have something, he'll be checking those too. So if you have a question or comment for him on the Pray For Me campaign specifically, although it doesn't just have to be around that, I'm sure he would uh, be glad to respond there and let you know. Uh, the resources also that he gave there at the end will be there as well. And so you'll want to get over there and grab the links from the show notes there. So that'll do it, man. Great episode. Great interview with Tony. Uh, just love that guy, man. He's awesome. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, again, just consider leaving a review. I'd appreciate it very, very much. And uh, something else that I have not asked for recently, but I uh, have thought often about, if there's somebody you'd like to hear on the podcast that you'd like me to bring on for an interview Man, let me know. You can shoot me an email at Jody at thelongerhall.com. Jody Y. Jody at thelongerhall.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at, at Jody Livingston. And uh, just let me know. And if, you know, enough folks 
suggest somebody, then uh, certainly we'll reach out and see what we can do about getting them on the podcast for sure. So uh, hope that was encouraging for you. Give you some practical stuff to take and head into your ministry. Again, head over to thelongerhall.com slash audible trial to grab your free month and your free download from audible.com. Great resource for you going this summer. And that'll do it. That'll put another episode in the books this week. I hope you enjoyed that. And until next time, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.